Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. Experience unlined perfection with the nearly undetectable Invisible Lift Demi Bra, or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44, that's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you can always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, everybody, it's Holly. Listen up. Hangovers cost the U.S. $300 billion in productivity every year. But I've got the secret, Akalo wearable vitamins. Avoid hangovers by preventing them in the first place. Just peel, stick, and enjoy 24 hours of B1 goodness. It's not just for hangovers. Beats jet lag and boosts metabolism, too. Go to Akalo.co today. Trust me, it's a game changer. Plus, with Akalo's money-back guarantee, you've got nothing to lose except the hangover. That's A-K-A-L-O dot C-O. That's A-K-A-L-O dot C-O. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Welcome to Criminalia, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. To this day, more than 100 years after the events unfolded, there continues to be debate among historians as to whether Mary Surratt was or was not involved in the plot to assassinate the 16th president of the United States, Abraham Lincoln. What we know is Mary was hanged for treason in the summer of 1865. Let's find out why. Welcome to Criminalia. I'm Maria Tremarchi. And I'm Holly Fry. Mary was born in May or June of either 1820 or 1823, records differ, to Archibald and Elizabeth Jenkins. Her father's name may have been Samuel, and her mother perhaps was not named Elizabeth. The information, as you can see, is pretty fuzzy on her origin. She lived on her family's tobacco farm near Waterloo, Maryland, and today her place of birth actually lies within Andrews Air Force Base, which you may know as the home of Air Force One. Raised Episcopalian after the death of her father when Mary was about 12 years old, 
her mother enrolled her at Miss Winifred Martin's Catholic Girls' School, operated by St. Mary's Catholic Church in Alexandria, Virginia. And Mary converted to Catholicism during that time, and it is said that she remained faithful to that religion throughout her life. In 1840, she married John Surratt. They lived on land John had inherited from his parents in what is now the Congress Heights neighborhood in Washington, D.C. The couple had three children, including two sons, who became involved in the Confederacy. Isaac was born in 1841, Elizabeth Susanna, who was known as Anna, in 1843, and John Jr. in 1844. In 1853, John purchased 287 acres of land, land that became known as Surrattsville. Today, that's Clinton, located in Prince George's County, Maryland, which in Mary's day was a tobacco-growing region with a long history of slavery. There, John opened a tavern that served as a polling place and post office, and he also provided part-time lodging. They eventually added carriage and blacksmith shops, and they had at least a half a dozen enslaved persons on their land. Maryland straddled the North and South during the American Civil War. It was what you would call a border state. Maryland was a slave state, but it never seceded from the Union. When the Civil War began in 1861, it was no secret that the Surratts favored the Confederacy and their tavern became the destination for those looking to discuss the politics of the day. John was a known alcoholic. He's viewed by some modern historians to have been abusive to Mary, and Mary increasingly managed the business as he fell deeper and deeper into his disease. When he died in 1862, she became the proprietor in name as well. But Mary found herself with some significant financial challenges. In September, possibly October, of 1864, Mary rented out her properties in Surrattsville and moved to the now-infamous townhouse at 604 H Street in northwest Washington, D.C. She had inherited it from the Surratt family upon John's death. The house was gray brick and had four stories. The first floor, which was level with the street, had two large rooms used as the kitchen and the dining room. The second floor had a front and back parlor. The room in the rear was Mary's bedroom. The third floor had three rooms, two in the front, one larger in the back, and the fourth floor, which was technically considered an attic, was broken into two large rooms and one small room. It was usually occupied by Mary's domestic help. Mary operated her townhouse as a boarding house from the time she moved in through April 1865 when she was arrested. It's widely accepted as fact that she hosted, and possibly also attended, conspiratorial meetings to remove Lincoln from office, meetings frequently held there by John Wilkes Booth and her son, John Jr. Booth enlisted help to carry out this plot that was being put together. The co-conspirators list would end up including the following men, Samuel Arnold, George A. Atzerodt, David E. Harold, Dr. Samuel A. Mudd, Michael O'Loughlin, Lewis Powell, who was also known as Lewis Payne, Edward Ned Spangler, and John Surratt Jr. Each man had a specific skill or knowledge to bring to the team. For example, Atzerodt was known for helping Confederate spies safely cross the Potomac River. Harold knew the poorly mapped routes that existed of the regions around the District of Columbia. John Jr. was part of the Confederate Secret Service, and he knew all sorts of secret routes in Southern Maryland that were used by the Confederates 
to discreetly enter and leave Washington, D.C. Powell was chosen for his physical strength, which was going to be needed to overwhelm the six-foot-four president. Arnold and O'Loughlin were old friends of Booth. The goal, at least when Booth and John Jr. had begun to imagine this, was to remove President Lincoln and three other Northern leaders from office, and that included Vice President Andrew Johnson, Secretary of State William Seward, and General Ulysses S. Grant. But plans do change, and sometimes more than once. Booth didn't plan to assassinate Lincoln, at least not at first. He wanted to abduct him take him to Richmond, Virginia, and exchange him for Confederate soldiers being held in Union prisons. Another plan was to kidnap Lincoln in Ford's theater while he watched a play. That plan involved snatching him from his viewing box and then lowering him onto the stage to carry him out of the building. This plan was scrapped, as a number of the men did not think it was feasible. Another plot hatched included capturing Lincoln while he was traveling to the soldier's home. The soldier's home was located only a few miles from the White House in what was then a rural part of the District of Columbia, and it was Lincoln's primary residence during the summer months. The president was known to take a carriage there with little or sometimes no protection, and they saw this as a vulnerable target. Booth and his conspirators were scheming and kept on the lookout for any new opportunities while they tried to nail down their plan. On March 17, 1865, Booth had a tip that Lincoln was going to the Campbell Military Hospital to see a play. As John Jr. later recalled, quote, the report only reached us about three quarters of an hour before the time appointed. But so perfect was our communication that we were instantly in our saddles on the way to the hospital. But they didn't go straight to the hospital. Instead, they met at a nearby restaurant to hammer out the details of this fast-moving opportunity. They decided that they would stop the carriage as Lincoln returned home after the play. They planned that they would overpower both him and his driver, they would handcuff both men, and then take them across the Potomac River through southern Maryland. John Jr. explained, quote, We felt confident that all the cavalry in the city could never overhaul us. Their group, he continued, had fast horses, knowledge of the countryside, and had a plan for getting rid of the carriage once they were out of Washington. So with their plan in place, Booth decided to pop over to the hospital to make sure everything was ready to go. But to his surprise and disappointment, the president wasn't there. He wasn't late, and he had not canceled. It's just that they had the wrong location. It turned out that the president was at a ceremony at the National Hotel. While Booth may have been planning for a presidential kidnapping, the men he'd recruited knew that he was also open to the idea of assassination. Booth floated the idea once, actually, but the group quickly shut it down. Seeing he'd taken things too far, Booth excused himself, claiming he, quote, had drank too much champagne. After the Union's capture of Richmond, Virginia in early April, though, Booth's co-conspirators noticed his attitude change. And so if we jump ahead to reports from the treason trial for just a minute, Thomas T. Eckert, the Assistant Secretary of War from 1865 to 1867, testified that Powell had said Booth clearly showed his intent to assassinate Lincoln during the celebration that followed the fall of Richmond. Said Eckert, quote, The president made a speech that night from one of the windows of the White House, and he, 
Powell, and Booth were in the grounds in front. Booth tried to persuade him to shoot the president while in the window, but he told Booth he would take no such risk, that he left then and walked around the square, and that Booth remarked, that is the last speech he will ever make. As Americans and anyone who has studied U.S. history will know, Booth and his team carried out the assassination plot on the evening of April 14, 1865 shooting Lincoln during a performance of the play Our American Cousin at Ford's Theater. The president died from his wounds the next morning. We're going to take a break for a word from our sponsor, but when we're back, we're going to talk about the investigation into the assassination, and we'll talk about why Mary's trial was actually a military commission. When it comes to makeup looks, I really like full glam, but I also often just need an easy day look. And Thrive Cosmetics has been my go-to. I also travel a lot. I'm really guilty of lugging around way too much makeup in my suitcase, and I'm trying to curb that habit. And Thrive's brilliant eye brightener is the key to the whole thing. So instead of packing a bunch of palettes that I may or may not use, I can just throw a few of these slim sticks in my bag and I get all the shimmer and shadow I'm looking for. I streamline my packing. I can blend them together. They blend like butter. And you can layer different colors to get something truly unique. And then you just have your look all pulled together. Your eyes are brighter. You look well-rested. And you look really pretty glam for a very easy look. Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. It's easy to see why they get so many five-star reviews. And even better, they give back to communities. For every product that you purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. So you look great and you can feel great about how you got there. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash criminalia. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash criminalia for 20% off your first order. Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. It's all you. With lightweight construction and technology that smooths, shapes, and supports, these silhouettes are designed to conform to your curves for a natural-looking fit. Experience unlined perfection with the Invisible Lift Demi Bra, a style that moves with you and is nearly undetectable under clothes. Or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Unbelievable and unforgettable, there's more to explore when it comes to Body by Victoria. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. 
Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs, and Toyota has you covered. Introducing the first-ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease, with three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, and a legroom that makes even long trips comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362-horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident that you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style with a modern, spacious cabin that's perfect for both playdates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including a standard digital key, an available panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen. Don't just live life. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Hey folks, it's Maria. I've got to share this game changer, Akalo's D3 patch. Forget pills. This patch delivers vitamin D3 10 times longer. Boost your immune system, sleep better, regulate mood, and support bone and heart health. Wear a patch before bed and leave it on for 24 hours. It's that simple. Living in the Pacific Northwest without much sunlight, these patches are great for me. Or if you find yourself dealing with the winter blues, they're discreet and perfect for my sensitive skin. Oh, and they even have a patch for hangovers and jet lag if that's something that affects you. Try them today with a money-back guarantee at acalo.co. Take charge of your health. That's A-K-A-L-O dot C-O. Welcome back to Criminalia. Let's talk about the night that Mary was arrested. Less than five hours after the shooting, President Lincoln was on his deathbed. John Wilkes Booth had fled the city, and federal investigators, following up on a tip, paid a visit to Mary's boarding house. Mary revealed nothing, and the answers she did give are often described as just generally vague. In the two weeks immediately following the assassination, hundreds of people were detained, questioned, and in some cases imprisoned while federal agents tried to determine who was responsible for Lincoln's death. Many who were known associates of Booth, or who may have assisted in his escape, were brought in for questioning, but were released due to lack of evidence. Investigators honed in on 10 individuals they believed were involved. John Wilkes Booth was, of course, on their shortlist. John Surratt Jr. was also on that list. They were the two most sought suspects, but there was a little problem. Booth, with Harold, had fled. Twelve days after the assassination, cornered in a barn while hiding at Richard Garrett's farm in Locust Hill in Virginia, Harold surrendered, and Booth was killed by Union soldiers. John Jr. fled the country. On the night of April 17th, military investigators arrived at the boarding house on 8th Street to, again, interview Mary and her boarders. During these interviews, Lewis Powell, as fate would have it, knocked on Mary's front door. When he claimed to have been hired by Mary to come dig a gutter, investigators asked Mary to confirm his story. 
But Mary didn't simply say just a yeah or no. She strongly answered, quote, Before God, sir, I do not know this man, and I have never seen him, and I did not hire him to dig a gutter for me. That night, investigators also uncovered various pieces of potentially incriminating evidence in her home, including a photo of John Wilkes Booth on a mantelpiece. Mary was arrested for conspiring to assassinate the president. The remaining suspects were also arrested and charged in the conspiracy. Mary stood before a nine-officer military commission on May 9, 1865. So a military commission is a military court of law, and the nine judges also act as jury. It was controversial to hold the trial in a military court of law, as those on trial were civilians. But federal authorities argued that it was appropriate because Washington, D.C., was still considered a war zone at that time. Robert E. Lee had surrendered to Ulysses S. Grant on April 9th, which is considered the end of the American Civil War. But the last battle was actually fought at Palmito Ranch, Texas, on May 13th of 1865. In the District of Columbia, Confederate troops were still in the field. So this act of assassination was considered an act of war. Co-conspirators also on trial included some now pretty familiar names. Samuel Arnold, George Atzerodt, David E. Harold, Dr. Samuel A. Mudd, Michael O'Loughlin, Lewis Powell, and Ned Spangler. The prosecution sought to prove that, like her tavern in Surrattsville, Mary's boarding house was a safe place for Confederate agents. Testimony from a total of 366 witnesses made it a really long trial. It took seven weeks to complete. Most of their case against Mary rested on the testimony of just two men, John M. Lloyd and Louis J. Weichmann. John Lloyd was a former police officer who had leased Mary's property, including the tavern in Surrattsville, upon her permanent move to the boarding house in Washington, D.C. According to a man named Thomas Harris, a member of the military commission that tried Mary, Lloyd claimed that five to six weeks before the assassination, John Jr., David Harold, and George Atzerodt came to Surrattsville to drop off a few things. Those things were two carbines, ammunition, about 20 feet of rope, and a monkey wrench. The men asked Lloyd to conceal those items at the tavern for them. Lloyd also testified that three days before the assassination, Mary herself told him that, quote, the shooting irons left at his place would be needed soon. Then, on the day of the assassination, she again mentioned them, and we can quote from his testimony on this one. On the 14th of April, I went to Marlboro to attend a trial there, and in the evening when I came home, which I should judge was about five o'clock, I found Mrs. Surratt there. She met me out by the woodpile as I drove in. She told me to have those shooting irons ready that night. There would be some parties who would call for them. She gave me something wrapped in a piece of paper, which I took upstairs and found to be a field glass. She told me to get two bottles of whiskey ready and that these things were to be called for that night. He continued, quote, Just about midnight, Harold came into the house and said, Lloyd, for God's sake, make haste and get those things. I did not make any reply, but went straight and got the carbines, supposing they were the parties Mrs. Surratt had referred to, though she didn't mention any names. 
From the way he spoke, he must have been apprised that I already knew what I was to give him. Mrs. Surratt told me to give the carbines, whiskey, and field glass. I did not give them the rope and monkey wrench. Booth didn't come in. I did not know him. He was a stranger to me. Just as they were about leaving, the man who was with Harold said, I will tell you some news if you want to hear it, or something to that effect. I said, I am not particular. Use your own pleasure about telling it. Well, said he, I am pretty certain that we have assassinated the president and secretary Seward. Fred Aiken, one of the defense attorneys, argued that Lloyd's testimony should be discredited because he was, quote, a man addicted to the excessive use of intoxicating liquors and was motivated to, quote, exculpate himself by placing blame on Mary. And then there was Weichmann's testimony. Weichmann had attended college with John Jr., and he resided at Mary's boarding house during the period in which the conspiracy plot was conceived. Although he described her as, quote, exemplary in character and ladylike in every particular, Weichmann also detailed numerous private conversations in the Surratt house between Mary and Booth, as well as Mary and Powell, and other conspirators. According to his testimony, if John Jr. was not home, Booth would ask Mary if she could, quote, go upstairs and spare a word. He testified that on April 2nd, Mary told him she, quote, wished to see John Wilkes Booth on private business, and that Booth visited her often. Weichmann testified that Booth gave him $10 on the Tuesday before the assassination, which he was instructed to use to hire a buggy to take Mary to Surrattsville to collect a small debt. On the day of the assassination, Mary did send for him to hire that buggy. He continued that she took with her, quote, a package done up in paper about six inches in diameter. Mary remained inside the tavern for about two hours, during which Weichmann saw her speaking privately with Booth. According to Weichmann, Mary's demeanor changed after her visits with Booth that day, and she became, quote, very nervous, agitated, and restless. Additional testimony for the defense tried to show Mary was not sympathetic to the Confederacy, despite her lifelong sympathies to the Confederacy. They wanted to show that she was loyal to the Union. The New York Times observed, quote, those who have watched her through the whole of this protracted trial have noticed her utter indifference to anything and everything said or suggested about her. The most terrible flagellation produced no effect upon her rocky countenance, stolid, quiet, entirely self-possessed, calm as a May morning she sat, uninterested from the opening to the close. Her guardians say she anticipated an acquittal. She alone knew why. As the trial went on, newspapers in the northern states grew more and more critical of Mary, of what she said and what she didn't say. But often, coverage was more like this than anything fair and balanced. One paper claimed that she had a, quote, criminal face because of her small mouth and dark eyes. And on that note, we're going to take a little break for a word from our sponsors. And when we return, we are going to talk about Mary's execution.
Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. It's all you. With lightweight construction and technology that smooths, shapes, and supports, these silhouettes are designed to conform to your curves for a natural-looking fit. Experience unlined perfection with the Invisible Lift Demi Bra, a style that moves with you and is nearly undetectable under clothes. Or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Unbelievable and unforgettable, there's more to explore when it comes to Body by Victoria. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs, and Toyota has you covered. Introducing the first-ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease. With three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, and a leg room that makes even long trips comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362 horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident that you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style with a modern spacious cabin that's perfect for both playdates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including a standard digital key, an available panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen. Don't just live life. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Hey, everybody, it's Holly. Listen up. Hangovers cost the U.S. $300 billion in productivity every year. But I've got the secret. Akalo wearable vitamins. Avoid hangovers by preventing them in the first place. Just peel, stick, and enjoy 24 hours of B1 goodness. It's not just for hangovers. Beats jet lag and boosts metabolism, too. Go to Akalo.co today. Trust me, it's a game changer. Plus, with Akalo's money-back guarantee, you've got nothing to lose except the hangover. That's A-K-A-L-O dot C-O. That's A-K-A-L-O dot C-O. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome back to Criminalia. George Atzerott, David Harold, Lewis Powell, and Mary Surratt were all found guilty of treasonable conspiracy. Let's talk about the day they were punished, their hangings. Mary was held at an annex to the old Capitol prison 
before being transferred to the Washington Arsenal on April 30th. The Old Capitol Prison, or the Old Brick Capitol, as it was known, was constructed in 1815 as a temporary meeting space for Congress after the British burned the U.S. Capitol building during the War of 1812. It was repurposed during the Civil War and used as a prison for Confederate prisoners of war, spies, and any Union Army officials convicted of insubordination. It held some very famous prisoners, including some of the conspirators involved in the Lincoln assassination. Mary, though, was transferred to the Arsenal Penitentiary, which is now part of Fort McNair. That prison rose to national attention as the site of the imprisonment, trial, and punishment of these conspirators in President Lincoln's assassination. George Atzerodt, David Harold, Lewis Powell, and Mary Surratt were all imprisoned and executed there. On June 29th, all four prisoners were found guilty of treasonable conspiracy. Mary was found guilty on almost all of the counts on which she'd been indicted. The next day, she was sentenced to be executed. Upon hearing her sentence would be execution by hanging, reported the New York Times, Mary, quote, wailed forth great waves of sorrow. She fell upon the floor and gave rent to a paroxysm of grief, partially hysterical and wholly nervous. Wine of valerian and other quieting drink was given to her, and she revived, but no longer was she the Mrs. Surratt of the courtroom. She desired to see her spiritual advisors, and they were sent for. Five of the nine judges had recommended a pardon and vacating of the death sentence for Mary, a request based on her firstly being a woman and secondly being of, quote, advanced age. Okay, she was only about 42, but this was a different time. (laughs) I feel so bad right now. (laughs) Listen, she's just a babe in the woods in my book. Right? Um, Leave her age out of this. (laughs) But their plea was delivered to the president by Judge Joseph Holt, representing the military commission. Mary's daughter Anna had also pleaded for her mother's clemency. President Andrew Johnson claimed after her execution, that he had never seen any such request, but added that Mary's position as proprietor was incriminating enough. The president reportedly commented, insinuating her guilt, that, quote, she kept the nest that hatched the egg. However, there's a big however here. According to the New York Times on July 7th, the president did reply to the request, writing, quote, I, Andrew Johnson, President of the United States, do hereby declare that the writ of habeas corpus has been heretofore suspended in such cases as thin, and I do hereby especially suspend this writ and direct that you proceed to execute the order heretofore given upon the judgment of this military commission, and you will give this order in return to this writ. Signed, Andrew Johnson. So, you know, that's that. The New York Times continued in that vein, publishing that, quote, it was well known that the council, family, and friends of the culprit were determined to make every exertion to strain every nerve in a strong pull and tug at the tender heart of the president in Mary's behalf. She was a woman, and a sick woman at that. Woman as she was, she knew her business well. Sick as she was, she had strength sufficient for her fearful purpose, And stern as the sentence was, its justice was absolute, its execution certain. 
Early in the afternoon of July 7th, less than three months after the assassination, Mary, Atzerat, Harold, and Powell were brought to the courtyard of the Arsenal Penitentiary. It was blisteringly hot that day, and Mary, dressed in black and wearing a veil, became dizzy after a few steps in the sun. Four men, two soldiers and two priests, helped her walk to the gallows, where the hangman bound her arms and legs. It's reported she complained to him that the ropes were too tight and they chafed, and to that he replied, quote, They would not for long. The four were given their last rites, and shortly after 1.30 p.m., the trapdoor opened and all four fell to their death. It was reported that Atzerat, in his last moment, shouted, quote, May we meet in another world. A crowd of nearly a thousand people had come with their exclusive tickets to see this execution. Newspapers reported that all day long, people arrived on trains from out of state and that local hotels were full to capacity. Major General Hancock, though, was in charge of who did and did not have access and what that access was to. For instance, if you were not on the courtroom admission list, you weren't going to buy or charm your way in. The day of her execution, the Surratt boarding house was attacked by souvenir seekers who had to be stopped by police. In the end, of the ten final suspects, one fled, one was killed, the four at this military commission were sentenced to death by hanging, and three others in a separate trial were given sentences of life at hard labor. Ned Spangler's sentence was the lightest, six years. During the trial, the press and public largely regarded Mary with disgust. But many stepped back from that position after witnessing her execution. Mary's conviction and her execution ignited a nationwide debate over whether or not female deserved special treatment in the eyes of the law. Mary was the first woman ever executed under federal orders in the United States. Her execution came under considerable criticism in certain circles. H.L. Burnett, who served on the military commission that convicted her, defended her sentence, saying, quote, Whomever indulges in wide-mouthed proclamations or pronounces her conviction an inhumane crime, unsupported by evidence, betrays an animus, to say the least, not overcareful of truth. Civilians are no longer tried before military commissions, a practice the U.S. Supreme Court ruled unconstitutional in the ex part Milligan decision of April 1866. Mary's body was not released to the Surratt family until February of 1869. She has since been reburied in Mount Olivet Cemetery, one of the oldest and largest Catholic cemeteries in Washington, D.C. Today, you can visit the boarding house if you'd like, but things have changed a lot. The building at 604 8th Street Northwest is now the home to a restaurant and karaoke lounge in Washington's Chinatown neighborhood. A historical marker located in Judiciary Square in the district commemorates the site of the Mary Surratt Boarding House, about a seven-minute walk from 604 8th Street. Which I bet we could carry our beverages you know, as we, we walk We could put it in to a to-go cup, sure. Exactly, the perfect pour. It's time for the perfidy port. So this is one that um, gave me much inspiration 
in a weird way, just in in the timing of it. Mm-hmm. Mary's story takes place right around the same time that Jerry Thomas was working. And as you'll mm-hmm. recall, his first cocktail book came out in 1862. We've talked about it before. Yeah, yeah. So I pulled out my copy and started perusing it for ideas. <laughs> and one section that really got me thinking was he has a whole lot of punches in that book, specifically whiskey punches. And I was looking at those because Mary was said to have specifically mentioned having whiskey ready as part of that testimony against her. So this seemed like a good place to start because Mary was accused of many things, but she was characterized as being the hostess of the meetings where they plotted their kidnapping slash assassination of Lincoln. Interestingly enough, Abraham Lincoln, not a drinker. Well, he's not going to have this beverage. (laughs) He can have the mocktail. Exactly. uh, From the other side. Anyway, I did not use any of Jerry Thomas's punch recipes, but I found some fun inspiration there. There was one punch in there that's called a vanilla punch that caught my eye, of course. His is made with brandy. We're not doing that because I did stay true to the whiskey roots. But I still want to just point it out as an inspiration. It's a really fun book for me just to like page through and be like, wait, they put what with what? It's always delightful. And because she was the first woman executed under federal order, I thought we would call this one dubious honor. And this is really easy to put together, but it's very interesting. It's an ounce and a half of bourbon. I use bourbon. You could use another whiskey if you wish. Mm-hmm. It's obviously going to change the character, but I went with bourbon. One ounce of limoncello. Ooh, an interesting start. And a couple of drops of vanilla extract. You're going to put those in a shaker with ice. Shakey, shake, shake. And then you will strain that into a glass with a large ice cube like you would use for a, an old-fashioned. Because you have diluted it enough with the ice in the shaker. You don't want to exacerbate the dilution with a smaller ice cube. And then you top that with ginger beer. I love when we top things with ginger beer. Maria. (laughs) How delicious is this drink? Freakishly. Because (laughs) here's the thing, right? Bourbon or whiskey is obviously going to have its own bite. Yep. Ginger beer has its own bite, depending on the brand you use. Some of them are bitier than others. Lemoncello is sweet, but it also has that citrus bite it to has it. The citrus bite, yes. And yet, two drops of vanilla extract <laughs> smooths all of that out. So it's almost like you get you get the power of it, and it's not that it lacks bite, but it doesn't make your face pucker. You know what I mean? You know how sometimes you when you yeah. when you drink a really stiff drink. Your lips kind of want to turn in on the situation. (laughs) (laughs) That is a great way to describe it. (laughs) Not the case here. Very yummy. Very delightful and refreshing. I am going to make a lot of these going forward because I just was delighted. And it's another great way, again, someone like me who has always been like, "Eh, not that big on whiskey and bourbon. I will drink these all day long. I might be in trouble, but uh, (laughs) so delicious. I use the limoncello because a lot of the punches that are mentioned in that book, as well as a lot of cocktails, have a citrus note and a sugar, you know, as part of your mix. And I just thought that kind of has both of them. Let's try that just for fun. And that was a better flavor. I did do it using lemon juice and Mm -hmm. simple syrup, and I just didn't like it as much. It didn't have the same fullness of flavor. It just wasn't as good. Now, for the mocktail, though, you want to get your lemon juice out. You are going to sub out the bourbon. You know how often for a whiskey or a bourbon, we'll say make a very strong black tea. In this case, 
I want to do a combo of black tea and ginger tea or, right, like ginger tea, if you've never made it, you can buy it. But also, if you just have ginger, cut some up and pour boiling water on it. You have exactly. tea. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> the more you chop it up, the finer you chop it up, the more gingery it will taste because, it again, we're playing a surface area game there. You can also just throw a slice of ginger in your cup while your black tea steeps or if you like to boil it all with loose leaf, you can just throw some ginger in with your loose leaves. You're going to strain it all anyway. So I would do that. And then in lieu of the limoncello, you're going to do half an ounce of lemon juice and half an ounce of simple syrup. And then you could still use your ginger beer and it is light and refreshing and not going to get you intoxicated. Hopefully none of those ingredients are going to get you. Unless you have an allergy, in which right? case that's a different party. And I hope you, you know you have the allergy and you right? do not play dice with that situation. So yeah, that is the dubious honor, which might be my favorite one of the season so far. Really interesting. A little surpriser there. Yeah, yeah. What is this? Episode six? S- yeah, six. Yeah, so we're we're in it. That's yeah, I think news. that's the one. Well, I can't wait to try it. Oh, it's good. I want to try it some more. I'm going to try it right after the show. I'm going to try a little more immediately, if not sooner. We want to thank you for trying out, spending some time with us. And we hope that you do that again next week. We will be right back here with another story of treason and another perfidy pour. Criminalia is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, please visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. Experience unlined perfection with the nearly undetectable Invisible Lift Demi Bra, or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44, that's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. Hey everybody, it's Holly. Listen up. Hangovers cost the US $300 billion in productivity every year, but I've got the secret, Akalo wearable vitamins. Avoid hangovers by preventing them in the first place. Just peel, stick, and enjoy 24 hours of B1 goodness. It's not just for hangovers. Beats jet lag and boosts metabolism too. Go to akalo.co today. Trust me, it's a game changer. Plus, With Akalo's money-back guarantee, you've got nothing to lose except the hangover. That's A-K-A-L-O dot C-O. That's A-K-A-L-O dot C-O. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall. 
and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 